0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I have Janelle Reesner on with us and Rachel Bellotti. and they are from the True North Collective. So I'm super excited to chat with them both today, and we're going to find out a little bit more about the True North Collective and um, how, how you can kind of participate with these ladies. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We're so you. excited to be here. Yeah, Thank so- you.
0: I always like to know a little bit of background about, um, you know, first how you came into partnership with each other and then how the True North Collective got started.
1: Yeah. Janelle, do you want me to go? Sure,
2: take
0: it.
1: <laughs> so um, I was at a pretty big transition point in my life going from advertising, brand strategy world um, to realizing that I didn't want to keep climbing that path. And so, um, I was living in Vancouver at the time I had just finished, uh, the ride to conquer cancer, which is a two day bike ride from Vancouver to Seattle. And in that time just was like, so many things were aligning, telling me like, you need to shake this up. And so I drove across, I quit my job. I drove across the country to, um, see for a guy, um, to see if it would work, um, And I ended up in Milwaukee. And that's where our paths crossed, Janelle and I. I I loved cycling. There was a TRX crew and cycling studio in Milwaukee, the only one at the time. And it was such a cool community. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life right now. But I know I like cycling. I know movement makes me feel good. And I'd like to get free classes. So I'm going to just work at the front desk. Um, And I interviewed for that role. But ultimately... Was hired for, I think it was assistant manager at the time. And then through that, um, Janelle and I spent a ton of time together as we were building out that community and running that studio. Um, And one day while we were cleaning bikes, because that's something you have to do in a studio, which is so gross, we were cleaning all the bikes and we had been having conversations about life and what does wellness even mean? What is eating healthy, being healthy. Like, who are we? Like life questions. <laughs> and uh, Janelle's like, we should like capture these. Do you want to make a blog or something? And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> I just remember being like, um, yeah, I like, I don't know what else the freak I'm going to do. So um, I don't know if you swear on here. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just like, sure. And so it started as a blog And a way for us to, we started to notice that our experiences through things were different, but we were still getting something from. So like, we're like, let's do Whole30. And then what the experience for each of us was like through Whole30 was really unique and different. Like the things that worked for me didn't work for her and vice versa, but the ability to have a conversation with each other about what was right and not right for each of us and then celebrate each other and ourselves was really cool. Um, And we started to invite other people in and then ultimately realized these conversations are really hard to capture in a blog. So what if we tried a podcast? Um, And it's kind of unfolded from there of just being a space of self-exploration and a space to actually witness yourself and others on the journey because we never actually get there. Um and and yeah, just that process. Um, so it's been it's been really quite profound, um, uh, profoundly impacted um uh, impacting on my life and who I've become, both through my own self-discovery, my own self-witnessing, and then also hearing the stories of other people. Um, so that's kind of my take on it today. Janelle, what would you add?
2: Yeah. I think you nailed it. The, I don't know why this is the only thing that's coming to mind right now, which isn't very insightful, but when you're talking about cleaning the bikes, I'm like, and ripping the hair out of the foot pedals because women's hair gets stuck in the foot. pedals.
0: It's so no, gross.
2: Not, not from their head. It like falls out and wraps in there, but that was really my visual from our story this morning. So I'll share that with all the wellness practitioners and people in the <laughs> wellness world. If you're considering a opening up cycling studio ever.
0: Oh man. See, that's one I have not had to clean uh, because I rented space from the studio that I went to, but they would always be cleaning. And that was something I did not, I did not envy. (laughs) It's humbling. Oh yeah. It really is.
1: A lot of things in the studio space.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to know like, what is the true North collective? If you had to kind of define it.
2: Yeah, I can take this one. Um, our, our slogan, our, our tagline is, I think, really true to what it's become, but it is basically a collection of unsugarcoated conversations where we're trying to bring on everyday people and that's you know, people that maybe their stories haven't been told before um, or they don't necessarily have 100,000 followers, but they're the people in the communities that um, you know, all around the world, really, that are making an impact, making a difference, um, and also just, like, trying to figure their own stuff out, you know? Like, I think when we think about making an impact for making a difference, um, and even the guests that we'll invite on, they might be like, oh, gosh, like, I don't have anything to say. Like, there's nothing special about me, and those are actually my favorite people, because normally those are the people that are in it. They, they're more accepting that they are a work in progress, Um, just like Rachel and I are, we always say we're fellow travelers on the show and we share our own experiences and journey and and we're not experts. We're just two people that are curious and and we're seeking and we're trying to figure out what it means for us and how we can invite other people to be a part of that conversation Um, and then hopefully be able to use that and be a, a ripple effect out into the rest of the world. Yeah, would I,
1: average? yeah, I would add um, I, like early on Janelle and I were getting stuff from the conversations and we were kind of like, oh, I mean, we like this, so we're just going to keep going, <laughs> you know, and like um, and as we started, I think the podcast is really where it was a turning point for us where we noticed the impact that it had on guests and on ourselves to just like witness a human and be witnessed fully um, for people who were coming on, we kept hearing, oh my gosh, I feel like, I feel so, I mean, these are my words, but I feel so loved. I feel so seen. That was so cool that I, I got to share who I am. And, um, for me, um, I don't want to put words in Janelle's mouth, but that was like, okay, this is important here. Um, to, to see the impact that it has on individuals to be able to be witnessed. Um, and so as the podcast unfolded, we started to feel like, we need this to not just be gated by the podcast modality. And so how can we start to open it up even further? How can we not be gatekeepers to this? How can this be, you know, we're stewards to the spaces that we are creating and in the, in the the sentiment here, but it, this isn't ours. And so, Um, in the last year, we've been really setting the intention and creating the essence of of opening the conversation up. How do we allow um, the sentiment, the essence of what we have been creating to exist beyond just the podcast forum and beyond even just the two of us? And how do we include people and just open it up? So it definitely is feeling more of like an experience and a community and a space that we're holding, and the podcast is kind of like one avenue of it. That you know, if you don't have any other touch points, that's something you can listen to throughout your day or bring with you. Um, but now there's more places where you can actually play and create and and adapt it for your world.
2: Yeah, you're you're bringing something up for me too. Um, when you said people are really excited to be seen now, I feel like the I know the phrase that. I've been noticing a lot in our guests and in our community, because as Rachel mentioned, we do monthly community gatherings and things like that, is, oh, like, I'm not alone. or I'm not the only person out there experiencing that. Um, And so that has been really cool to hear, because I think for me, in listening to people's podcasts, or like listening to people's podcasts, (laughs) being a part of the conversation hosting it, um, but listening to their stories on the podcast, um, that was like, oh, like all this stuff that I thought was really dark or shadowy or that no one else experienced. Um, But me, all of a sudden, people were willing to be vulnerable enough to come on our podcast and talk about it. And I had that aha moment as well. And it's been cool to have people come up to us or DM us or whatever it may be um, and share that too.
0: Has there been any themes this last year that's kind of came up on the podcast that you've noticed?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I think people, I was going to say, I I feel like people are really trying to define what is going to make them happy or successful. Like there's a redefining happening, like in a, what does that actually mean? And, you know, what's actually important to me? Um, And then that kind of just runs the gamut, but I feel like people are actually, you know, pausing with the big pause that's happening right now and reevaluating, like, what do I want my life to look like? And so I feel like it's been a lot of exploration and just acknowledgement of like where I've been and is is not necessarily where I want to keep going. That's what came up for me. What would you add, all?
2: Yeah, uh, similar. I I was going to say around the identity piece. Even I think when we've talked about like contrast and identity or Um, we had an episode that was like who the FMI around identity. And I've been finding when I talk to people, like a lot of people are starting there. Like that's their launching off point because 2020 has been such a pivotal year to all of us, um, I think, or many of us. Um, And a lot of people are like starting this growth journey. And I've been sharing with Rachel, like I'm sure part of it is that we're in these conversations so we're attracting those types of people but i feel like so many people in my life and our community the people that are showing up they're on their journey and they're getting curious and they're they really are seeking and searching and trying to figure out like how how do i live an authentic life like what does that even mean um and so there's just a lot of curiosity now and like i think people are starting to get like some clarity um, you know, obviously we're we're all in different stages of our journey, but it's just been really cool. People that I've known in my life for a long time, um, people that are new to my life or strangers on the internet, now turned friends, how um they're they're saying that they're this new journey has really just begun. And to Rachel's point, like they're they're just kind of seeking and they're they're searching. And it's been cool to be able to be in conversation with them.
1: Yeah, there's There's also just been a like a humility in it too. Of, um, it doesn't seem. I don't know. Maybe it's just where I am, and so that's how I'm seeing it. It doesn't seem like people are trying to find unanswered necessarily. Like it seems like people are really waiting in the waiting in the water, (laughs) and like I like experiencing the process of knowing. Um, do you feel that, you know, it just kind of came to me.
2: Yeah, I do Like, I think there's just been a lot of vulnerability and I think we're probably going to say the same thing in a different way, but yeah, just like people showing up and like really owning what they know and they don't know, like in our conversations, like a lot of people now show up and I think it's really cool that they're willing to share. And they're just like we had a, a workshop, um, that involved defining alignment and what alignment looks like for you last night. And a lot of people show up and they're like, you know what? I've never really pondered that. And I have no idea what alignment looks like for me. And so that, that space where people feel comfortable enough to say that, and then they can borrow ideas and use discernment to figure out if, um, maybe how someone else experiences alignment fits with how they think they do, um, Or maybe they're like, Ooh, that really doesn't fit with what I do, but there's like this space to bounce ideas and, and not have it be right or wrong. If your experience is similar or different.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's been so cool to me to hear people not try to get to the finish line immediately and to just literally, like I said, yeah, I think we are saying very similar things, like just kind of sit with the pace that they're at or, kind of they're, they, they dip their toe in and they're just like, okay, I'll go up to my ankles now. Let's see what's here. Um, it's, it's, I've appreciated it for myself as well as, as I know there's no end point, even though it seems like sometimes there is, and I'm far behind from where I want that end point to be.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, I think everything that you're saying I've seen as well and agree with like just the slowness about it. I have many clients who are now just saying you know what i'm over like the you know the diet culture or like let's fix this tomorrow you know let's see how can i like actually heal some of these deep wounds um so i definitely could say i i see that as well and some of that you know i would love for you to kind of speak on this but um you know you talk about personal responsibility and why it's so important in this day and age so could you guys speak a little bit about you know personal responsibility and um you know what that means
1: Yeah, I can, I can jump in. So this is actually a concept that um, I'm a life and soul coach. And the first training that I went through um, is, has like a very special place in my heart and their whole mission um, is disrupting the world through love and personal responsibility. And that, uh, (laughs) that triangle of like disruption, love and personal responsibility is something that I use. Uh, almost unconsciously now, um, the personal responsibility piece for me used to be a real tension point because, um, I am a trauma survivor and, um, there's a lot that came with that around, um, hypervigilance and over responsibility. So I used to hate personal (laughs) responsibility. I'd be like, oh my God, another thing that I have to fucking be responsible for. And, um, And as I started to triangulate that or connect it with love and disruption, which are two qualities that I love, I love being rebellious and shaking shit up. And love is such a grounding quality Um, for me, a healing quality. Um, I found my way through personal responsibility. Like I found my expression. It gave me access to personal responsibility, which ultimately allowed me to settle back into myself and give my, like bring my own power back to me and allow others to and release the power that I was holding of others and give it back to them so that um, I could operate and own and make choice in my life um, without it being so interwoven and enmeshed with the people around me. That's what it's been for me.
2: I think you did a beautiful job, so I will lead it at your explanation.
0: I know one of the other things that, um, is one of your pillars is about the authentic life. And then, um, you both just touched on that a little bit ago. So I would love for people who are listening, who might be maybe in that transitional phase right now, and they're starting to think about that. Do you have any tips for people about maybe how to start exploring, you know, how, or what even is their authentic life?
2: Uh, This is such a fun question. Um, where this is inspired actually by a conversation we're gonna have tomorrow on the podcast, but it's been really true for me too, is I realized how much in my life I was doing things for other people, whether it be because I thought they wanted me to do something, because I thought it would make me look impressive, because I thought it was the roadmap I should be following, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And as I've personally gone through this, journey of getting to know myself better and what does that look like um a lot of it was just showing up and trying things so you have an idea and it's like I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna like this I don't know if I'm gonna be good at it but I'm gonna show up and try um and so <laughs> we kind of joke amongst our friends I'm I'm gonna be 30 this year but I'm basically doing like the Benjamin Button of my 20s where you know I bought the house I I ran the business. I, I did all the responsible things in my young twenties. And now I'm almost 30 and I, you know, don't have a job and I'm living in an Airbnb and I just bought a skateboard and <laughs> you know, just like going backwards. But it is, it's like just trying things and, and seeing how you like it and realizing that there's no right or wrong in any of it. And you can do that in all facets of your life, right? You can do that with career. A lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to Take a job and be like, oh, I tried something different and I thought I might like it, but I don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it could be in relationships or in or in dating. It's like I tried to date someone new and I gave it like a fair shot and was open minded and took what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, so a lot of it is just like giving, showing up first, and then giving yourself permission to check in and decide what your own opinion is on stuff. Um, hopefully with minimal. Pressure from the outside world, or at least to be able to alleviate that for yourself um, and really like make those decisions and figure out what you like. Cause I know for me, I was, I don't know, what 24 maybe, Rachel, when you met me. And I still in, in process, but it's like, I don't really think I knew what I liked <laughs> or like even what parts of myself I liked because I was always constantly just trying to mold. Um, and cater to the people and things around me that I thought I should be doing.
1: Dude, I think I love the Benjamin Button analogy. I feel like the whole world is Benjamin Buttoning right now and I'm so here for it. Totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I've heard you say that before, but it's hitting me different today. Um, I will add the showing up, hell yeah. Um, Honestly, I continue to have to be like... (laughs) when I'm looking at my life, I'm like, who am I now? (laughs) What do I do now to know who I am? That's very, I get very in my head and I can, I'm recognizing that now, the more that I play with this. Um, but it is like really just showing up for the things that are there and then checking in. Um, the other thing that I would say is like, um, the, the community piece, just the ability to bounce off of other people who, aren't nest. I mean, yeah. Use experts. Who's actually an expert. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> um, but like bounce, I have find spaces where you feel comfortable being able to, to unpack a little bit to like, hear yourself audibly talk about the experience that you're having, like be witnessed, have it not be perfectly curated, be like, this is this weird thing. Because I, I, I don't know, like energetically, if I, I, this is just coming out as I'm talking. Words are almost like an extension of the body. And so being able to allow them to come out of my mouth, the process of them becoming a thing um, and manifesting into the audible that shows up is like pretty incredible. Um, We have a lot going on in our heads. I have a lot going on in my head. And when I sit down with somebody the words that actually come out are very fascinating to me of all the things that are in my head. These are the words that chose to manifest out of my mouth. And when you don't have the space to have those conversations and to hear what gets siphoned out, like then it just is a big jumbled mess. So at least for me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the thing I'd add to showing up would be um, community. Um, And if you've ever heard us have these conversations before, it's like, there isn't really a set of rules per se, but I feel like those pillars give a lot of space and juiciness for people to experience them and create like how you show up is going to be unique for you. Where you show up is going to be unique for you. What you decide to do once you do show up is going to be unique to you. The communities um, that you choose to participate in or be heard by or speak within, they're going to be unique to you. So like Finding your own way through those, um, I love that we keep it kind of nebulous a little bit and more like pillars, not hard and fast rules, because hard and fast rules are just not sustainable at all. It totally gets you outside of yourself. So,
0: is that one of the ways that you you know help people speak their truth then through those pillars and through that community?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's as like so set I think we live that way and allow people to meet us wherever I mean honestly if somebody came to me wanting steps and rules I would meet we would meet them there and listen and ask questions (laughs) and probably just hold the space for them again to to hear themselves speak and and to I I think we would just keep asking questions Um, and it wouldn't, I think the ability of having both Janelle and I, who we do have some similarities definitely in our passions, but the way in which we approach things and how we show up in the world is different. And um, the hierarchy of our values, if you would put them there, because I do think we have similar values, but we do tend to yin and yang each other quite a bit. And um, I think the beauty in that is the ability to model different ways of existing and being true to yourself without feeling like the person who's talking is the only one that has the answer. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's what came up.
2: Yeah. I can add, jump in and add to that. I think it makes a lot of sense. The the curiosity piece. um, I am, but try to focus on not being like, I think we all like to give advice and like, we think we know it's best for other people and um, for me, I spent some time at a, a tech company and learning development as a trainer so I was spending you know eight hours a day, five days a week in the classroom. and the skill set that I took from that is that curiosity and question piece where you know people are seeking answers or they're looking for something outside of themselves to give them permission to live their lives. and I know this as someone who did this chronically in my own life. it like <laughs> there's a story I tell about Rachel where, and COVID, a lot of very interesting things went down, but I basically needed to break my apartment lease. And I remember I called her and I was just like, I don't know what to do. I think I should break my apartment lease, but I don't know. And she's like, are you asking me permission to break your lease? And when she said it, I was like, well, no, like no, no. But then <laughs> looking back at it, I was like, I was looking for someone else to give me permission <laughs> to break my lease. Um, and so I think as Rachel mentioned, it's the modeling that we're doing in our own lives, it is like that safe space. It's the curiosity in the space to just continuing to ask that person questions and like trusting them that they do know their own answer. Um, And that like, yes, we can say what we would do in that situation. But ultimately, most of us have lived our lives in a way that people outside of us have been telling us what to do, um, or saying that they're you know, their opinion or their way or society's way or whatever it is, is, um, more important than what you're hearing inside yourself. And so just to be able to really, truly flip that and be like, well, what do you think you need? Or like, let's break down. Like I've been finding with myself and my friends, people be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, it's not that you don't know. It's that you're scared to own your decision. That's typically what's happening when people say they don't know. Um, so I've found when, we're engaging with people and we're talking with people, um, they already know they're just afraid to own it. And so it's like breaking down those questions or what is the fear? Like, how do you get to the point where you can truly declare what you think you already know? And also being like, you don't have to make that decision, but at least own that you have the awareness of what you want. Um, and then you can make whatever decision you want from there. Um, and that I think is sometimes different for people and and how they've experienced conversations and spaces before.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's key. I mean just both of you modeling that because, I know I've dealt with that a lot too, is like, we almost are like, I need a permission slip to do that. You know, just as you said, to break the lease, you needed someone's permission, but really you don't. But, you know, sometimes I think we're trained, especially in school, I think to do that. And so that's where we get in those those habits. And then as adults, if we haven't really even sat to ask, well, why am I asking permission for this? Um, you know, and just seeing like, oh, there's threads here and where does it all tie back to? So I think that's definitely um, a key that you both brought up. So I would love to transition into in embodiment because I have a lot of people who are curious about this and wanna know more about this. I think this is kind of a, a buzz topic that I've heard. So if, and I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. So could you tell us about what embodiment is and then why would someone want to practice that?
1: You do you wanna take it or you want me to take it? I'm gonna let you kick it off and then okay. I have thoughts, but. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. Embodiment, as I am going to define it for myself, is the practice and cultivation of living in my body um, and experiencing life in and through my body. So what that means to me is um, I've, I think we spend a lot of time in our heads thinking, intellectualizing. It's the um, intelligence that has been predominantly celebrated. Um, I think there's like seven intelligent. Uh, there's more Um, I'm reading a a book on emotions and they name all the intelligences, which is pretty cool. But, um, when I'm in my head, um, I tend to be disconnected from the neck down. Um, as I have started to integrate in my body, it doesn't dismiss the head. It includes it. So it's taking in all the, the aspects and access points of your own awareness to live, um, And particularly with embodiment, it's like noticing the sensations of the body, um, you know, considering that there's wisdom and information to worth listening to in the body, um, and actually, um, allowing yourself to process the experience of life through your body, taking that body uh, perspective into consideration. Um, what that looks like on the daily for me is, um, Body practices, so like movement practices, walking, um, walking meditations versus just sitting meditations. Um, I'm a dancer, so I'll do a lot of intuitive movement where I'm not trying to look any certain way or get to any certain end result. I actually have a daily, like, practice where I tap into what emotion is most prominent for me in the moment, and then I just let that emotion. Um, inspire the movement of my body. And so whatever it wants to do, I just let it do, I let it show me what it wants to be. Um, And so that, that ability to, to drop into the body is a, I think I'm still learning. What I found is I am a lot more grounded in that space. I'm a lot more heart focused in that space. I'm not in survival mode as much when I'm integrating my body into the experience Um, I'm able to feel what I'm feeling without over identifying with it. And this is stuff that's happened after I've been practicing. It's not like an immediate thing. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like, um, there is so much awareness that isn't just intellectualization. That's actually experiential when I'm able to drop into the body and it's a practice.
2: Yeah, I can share um, from my perspective, I've been a personal trainer, taught fitness classes for almost 12 years now. And my first entry point to the concept of embodiment was through those modalities and realizing kind of just like we were talking about, even in the, the fitness community, a lot of times it's just like, we're told what to do, which I'm like a you know, coach and a trainer. So that's like a part of my job. Um, but there isn't always a lot of space for checking in of like, does this actually feel good to you? Are you just pushing for the sake of pushing? Um, and when I started to do a lot of my training and teaching in the TRX, which if you're not familiar, it's basically a suspension based system um, that you can use to do different strength movements. And they really started to talk about like slowing down and checking in and, you know, really paying attention to the different areas of your body and how it feels. Um, and I was like, oh, this is interesting and different and like really describing what it should, like what it might feel like, because really no should, but what it might feel like in different areas of your body. Um, so that was my starting point. And then kind of as Rachel shared, now embodiment for me is like, I am just maybe sometimes laying on a yoga mat because... I do move a lot, or maybe it isn't a hike, but I'm really just like checking in and I'm checking in with my heart. I'm checking in with my stomach. Um, when I did quite a bit of work um, through therapy and through coaching, just like, oh, I'm noticing I'm anxious and like being able to sort of name it and describe it. Like it's a yarn ball in my stomach. Um, and now those things that I've started to name and to see and to pay attention to have a lot of wisdom in them. Um, so an example I've been sharing a lot now is I've noticed if I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of times, like historically, I would just be like, okay, I need to get rid of this anxiety. I need to get rid of this anxiety. It's, you know, it's a bad thing. I don't want to feel this. Um, but now changing the mindset around it and realizing, oh, this is my body communicating with me. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't have words that it can share with me, but it does have sensations and feelings. It's trying to have a conversation with me and um, it's letting me know, like i'm not in alignment or there's something in my life that um is not in alignment for what i'm looking to do like what do i want to do with that information because my mind might not be there yet a lot of times my body figures things out and it's telling me things um even before my brain is really like wrapped its mind around it so sometimes it's it's not that i've made the connection piece yet even um, it might just be that uh, I'm starting to feel some sort of sensation and it's getting curious about it and just being like, okay, something is going on here. Um, I don't know what yet. I haven't really figured out what my body is trying to tell me, but I'm, I'm aware of it now. And it, as Rachel mentioned, it's like giving yourself the space really just to check in um, and pay attention because I, my entire life, I was like, eh, I'm just going to stay in my head. I'm not going to pay attention to um, the sensation or, or I'm going to try to avoid it or numb it out uh, when really that's like <laughs> shutting out a really critical part of who you are um, and, and not listening to it.
1: Well, and there's a really interesting, uh, like what's been happening for me now too, is once you start playing with exactly what Janelle is talking about, <clears throat> you you're gathering data points and you s- like, you'll start to notice trends if you, you know, so like for me, I can tell now there's a certain sensation at the back of my, at the base of my, um, skull and where my neck and head meet that if that is there, I know that I am overworking, I'm over processing, I'm over, overing. And it shows up, like Janelle said, before my mind can even like recognize it sometimes. Um, and what's beautiful about the mind is that it's like an efficiency machine. (laughs) It's like so good at being able to like create patterns and notice trends and then become more efficient. And so when you can know what's or like start paying attention to what's in the body and then allow the mind to be a part of that body process. So like use the efficiency of the mind to recognize these patterns instead of the default ones. It's like, all of a sudden, now my mind is catching on that, like, hey, pain, back, you, you need to take a rest. Um, and so, it, it, like, how can I invite the mind um, into the process, into the embodiment process? Because again, the mind is not a bad thing. It's just we have overutilized it. Like, the poor mind is like <laughs> had to been this had to be the solution center for everything, and that's not what it was meant to be. It was meant to do what it does in collaboration with the others, you know, access points that we have in our body. And so that reintegration has been, um, really cool for me. And there's, you know, there's things out there that, um, have a lot of research and stuff behind it, like heart math, which is really, how do we reintegrate the mind back into, um, into this experience in a way that serves. I love that. And that's,
0: um, That's a beautiful way. I mean, both of you had great definitions of it and examples. So thank you for sharing those. So I just have kind of a few wrap up questions because I think people are going to want to connect with both of you. So where can they connect with you and, um, you know, connect with the True North Collective?
2: Yeah, I can take that one. Um, we are pretty active on Instagram. So our handle is at the Collective underscore. I feel like we're always on in our DMs. So you can always DM us there, check out our content. Um, and then our website is the Um, We're on all the places that you can listen to podcasts. And I'll say for Instagram um, as well as it's on our website. But I feel like Instagram is a great place to see when we're doing our community events so we've been offering workshops on the first thursday of every month on um, a different facet of authenticity and we have event breaks that will will share at links and things on our instagram um, for that and then if you're also interested in playing at like a lower entry level we have the collective which is the third thursday of every month uh and that is our monthly community gathering where we say we facilitate, but it's very lightly. And it's really just a bunch of cool people that are, are wrestling with similar topics and ideas coming together and having a conversation and learning from each other. Um, so we post and share out the, the zoom link for that on our, our social. Very social
1: cool. Jan- Janelle, I think you should share your personal. That's sure. what's coming up for me.
2: Let's do it. And if you want to connect with us individually, um, my personal Instagram handle is at Janelle Reese, um, which is J-A-Y-N-E-L-R-E-E-S-E.
1: Yeah. Um, And for me, uh, outside of the True North Collective, I do life and soul coaching and I'm a meditation guide and a seeker of all things, be life. (laughs) Um, So you can at at rachel.balati.com. Um, is my Instagram. And then um, unstuck-unstuck.com is my website.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, I have one final question and you can both give an answer or if you want to just do one, it's your choice. Um, But I like to do weekly challenges. And when I have a guest on or guest, I have the weekly challenge. um, My guest will throw it out. So what would you like the weekly challenge to be this week?
1: I have an idea, Janelle.
2: Okay, go for it. I might have an idea, but throw yours out there and okay. then I will see what mine is.
1: Okay, I think the embodiment one feels really important to me. So I, the challenge would be some, some way of like a daily check-in journaling um, or at the end of the day, like, or throughout the day As you're going through your day, checking in with your heart and your gut or like your knee or notice the sensations that are there and just be, just start to gather information of like, what is, what sensations are trying to communicate with me right now? And then at the end of the week, see if there's any trends or similarities. You could even, I love doing this. You could even have a conversation with those sensations. If you feel inclined, don't overthink it. Just have fun with it and be like me, what are you trying to tell me right now? Or whatever. That would be my challenge. I
2: love it. Well, I'm going to add, I feel like this is a a challenge that pairs well with this. I feel like do something that makes you think you're weird or goofy every single day, because I feel like in these wellness conversations and worlds, um, sometimes like we can, Rachel, to your point, like take things very, very seriously. And you if you're taking yourself too seriously, it's going to be harder to get to like that honest truth and that thing. So like, I don't know, just like make a weird noise or do something that kind of just pushes you a little out of your comfort zone. Um, and it can be like five seconds in a day, but just setting that up to just not take this work so seriously, like it is important and it can be fun and light and involves like creativity and just goofiness
1: too. Dude. I love that. Cause if you listen to our podcast, <laughs> We have bylines of like talking about poop and all sorts of stuff. It's just like you got to live too, It's not just about constantly. <sighs>
0: Don't worry. I do Ayurveda and I talk about poop all the time in the podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is normal over here. Yeah. Love. Oh, that is great. Get weird. I, yes. <laughs> I'm you're also talking to someone who wears golden girls t-shirts and sweatshirts when she hell trains, yeah so <laughs>
2: love 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 love
0: that's a great challenge I love it well thank you both for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us um it sounds super excited the north the true north collective check that out for all the listeners who are intrigued um, I know I definitely am as well so thank you both for coming on and everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power